Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fun Size Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten, and I want to give you guys a little nutrition and fitness life update. Like what's been what I've been doing for the last month. Um, so I know I've said this several times on several episodes, but I've been maintaining my weight for quite some time now, which is great. I'm not knocking it at all. I think that this is probably the longest that I've ever maintained my weight in my adult life. And I'm pretty damn proud about that because I was on a freaking roller coaster for a really, 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 really long time. But like I said, I, I'm proud about it. I feel like I'm at my set point, which is a topic for another time. But I also just really want to have more muscle. Like I want my shoulders to be more capped and I want my booty to be fuller. I think I said this on my Instagram stories, but I just want to be like a little muscle meatball. Like I just want to look strong as fuck. And in order to look strong, you got to be strong. And I know that I'm strong now, but I also know that I could be stronger. And if I'm being realistic with myself, my workouts weren't feeling challenging anymore because I was just sticking to the same old weights that I was comfortable with and just, you know, going along on my monotonous routine, go to the gym, blah, 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 you know, and you just kind of get into a routine and that's fine and all that's good. It's great. It's consistency. But at the same time, I was just like, there's, there's gotta be something more. (laughs) So I felt like I needed to change it up. And that's why I decided to do the two things that I want to talk about today. So the first thing is probably pretty obvious. I changed up my training. So cue the heavy lifting phase with super long rest periods, almost like a power lifter. Like normally I train like a bodybuilder with body part splits, supersets, and short rest periods, but I completely flipped the nail on the head and switched to full body workouts with long rest periods. And like we're talking three to five minute rest periods, which If you're anything like me with a rush, rush kind of personality, you want to get it all done. This can be the hardest part about training in this particular style because I just want to lift all the weights. Like I just want to get my heart rate up. I just want to sweat. I just want to really feel like I'm working hard. But the thing about working out that way is that you actually fatigue faster And if you're trying to lift as much as you possibly can, you don't want to be fatigued. You don't want to be anything close to fatigued. So those longer rest periods are super important during heavy lifting phases because it gives your muscles more time to recover from the previous set. Without enough time between sets, you won't recover enough to lift the heavy weight. So you actually don't want to be fatigued. You don't want to be breathing heavy. You don't want to be dripping in sweat because that's just not conducive to getting those PRs or personal records or personal bests, whatever you want to call them. And I know that this is such a mindfuck because 
we've all been conditioned to believe that the most effective workouts are the ones where our heart rate is pumping like crazy and we're all out of breath and we feel like we're dying. But that's not always the case. You can have an effective ass workout and walk away feeling powerful, not like you're depleted and not like you're going to die. And actually, the thing that I'm noticing is that when I truly push my limits and lift heavy in these workouts, my heart rate might be slightly elevated immediately after a set, but will come down during my rest period. And if my heart rate is still elevated by the time that I start my next set, it's a good sign that I actually need to rest longer. Because again, I don't want to be fatigued going into that next heavy set. Like you want to have all the energy and all the juice to put towards that next set. And you can't do that if your rest periods are short. And this is also why I'm doing full body workouts and not body part splits. Because I also don't want to be hammering one muscle group with super heavy weights the whole freaking workout. That would be the most awful, brutal leg day ever, right? Like, so instead having only one to two exercises per body part in one workout actually allows you to recover faster on the days in between because those heavy lifts can be extremely taxing on the body and the nervous system. And recovery is so important with this particular style of training especially like recovery is important but especially on this one because again you're pushing your body to the limits you have to rest in between it's almost like the more you push the more rest you need and what I also notice is that by having full body days I'm actually less sore even though I'm lifting heavier and this is because that workload is distributed throughout the week And the other thing that's important for recovery is instead of doing the five body part split workouts that I've been used to, I'm only lifting heavy three days per week. The other two days are the in-between days where I'm not aiming for PRs or trying to lift heavy at all, actually. Instead, I'm doing higher rep, lower weight, circuit style giant set kind of workouts where the whole purpose is to target specific muscle groups that might be lagging or that I want to pay more attention to. And for me and for most ladies, it's usually glutes and shoulders. Now I will say that the three full body heavy lifting days with long ass rest periods do take me quite a while to complete. Like We're talking over an hour and it's funny because there was one day where I didn't even, I wasn't even paying attention to the time. Like I guess I was just so in the zone and I was like, I finished the workout and I was like, I wonder how long that took me. That felt pretty fast. And I looked down at the end of my thing and it said an hour and 20. I was like, wait, what? Like that didn't feel like it took that long, but it does. And on the other hand, the two high rep circuit days, those in-between days, are much, much faster. They've taken me about 20 minutes. And even though they're slightly higher intensity, like I said, they're circuit style. So um, I'm doing a bunch of exercises without rest in between. And then I rest in between each round. Um, And even though they're higher up, I do feel like 
they also don't get my heart rate up. They also don't get me sweating like crazy, but they are like, I can still feel it. It's a weird, weird thing to explain because it doesn't, it almost doesn't feel like a full workout, but I know that it is because I'm getting that pump in the body parts that I'm focusing on. Anyway, I understand that being in the gym for over an hour can be a lot. So this style of training might not be for everyone all the time. And I know there's times in my life where this style of training definitely would not have fit with my schedule and whatnot. But I will say there's value in it. And I'm truly enjoying these workouts right now. Like at least in this particular season of my life where I have the time to put towards it. But again, like I said, it's only three days a week that are longer workouts. And it's worth mentioning that this style of training isn't a forever thing. So if you're immediately feeling turned off by the longer rest periods and the longer um, workouts in general, it's typically a sign that you probably need it the most. But also I will say it's not something that you have to do forever. It's not necessarily better than any other style of training. It's not necessarily better than traditional hypertrophy or endurance style workouts that I've gotten so used to. It's just a different kind of training. And that's super beneficial, especially to me right now, because it's something that I haven't done in a while. And my body is like, whoa, okay, let's adapt to this one. Because that's what our bodies do. They just constantly adapt to whatever it is that we're doing. But eventually, it will adapt and I'm going to have to switch it up again. And this is why it's so important to switch up your training. And this is why my programs for all my clients and myself are anywhere from three to five weeks long. It's usually like the sweet spot. And I have a whole episode about this. If you want to scroll way back to episode... 94 about periodization, um, you can go do that. But let's talk about my results so far in the last four weeks. So the one I'm most proud about is my hip thrust. So I think, and I'm not totally positive because for majority of my training and working out career, I was not focused on how much weight I could lift. Like as a bodybuilder, you it's not about how much weight you can lift. It's just about what your muscles look like. And that's totally opposite for powerlifters, right? Like it's all about how much weight you can lift and it doesn't matter what you look like. So um, yeah, so for bodybuilding, I didn't really reach for PRs often. I have, but I it wasn't the top priority. So I think that in the past... I got up to like 210 pound hip thrusts. Um, I don't think I did any more than that. I think that's where I was about. So the first week that I was doing this program, I loaded up the bar with 205 and I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. We're just going to see because I generally have been doing about like 180 to 200. Fine. Um, but those are with higher reps. So I was kind of like, I'm not really sure. So we're just going to load up the bar with 205 and see where this goes. And it felt so easy. Like I immediately added another 10 on each side for 225 pounds. And I did that for, I think I did it for five reps that week and was like, okay, 
I know that this is a really solid weight. Like I know it's more than I have ever done in the past, but I also know that I could do more. I'm going to leave it here. And then in the next few weeks to come, I'm going to try to beat this number. And I went home to my boyfriend that day and I was like, guess what? I can hip thrust more than you weigh. (laughs) I was pretty damn proud about that. Not going to lie. And then the next week I increased to 255 pounds for four reps. And same thing, I was kind of like, mm, I think I could do more. So then the next week I did 275 for four reps. And then the next week was my period and we weren't going to push it that week. But I did feel really good with those numbers. I also had several other lifts where I was able to hit some PRs. Like I did 130 pounds on lat pull downs for three reps. I did 95 pound close grip bench press for only one rep on that one. I did get a spotter and I'm really glad that I did. I uh, I knew that I could hit 90, but my gym didn't have the half pound plates. So I had to go up another 10 pounds, um, which was, I just... I didn't think that I could do it. And so I did ask for a spotter and I could only get one rep there, but I think I could probably get 90 for three. Anyway, um, squats, I got up to 130, which is my body weight, which is great. But my previous PR on squats from my heydays is 180 pounds. So I know I've got a long ways to go. But that also gives me something to work towards, which is fun. Um, It's kind of weird to think that I can pull down the same amount that I can squat right now. So I'm going to try to fix that. But I did get 170 pounds on traditional deadlifts. Kind of same thing. In the past, I know I've pulled over 200 pounds for a one rep max. I'm not entirely sure how much weight. I just remember it was over 200 pounds. Um, But again, that tells me there's still room for improvement. And I wanted to share these numbers with you to kind of give you an inside glimpse of what it looks like to lift heavy as a petite girl, because I often see a lot of my subscribers in my app who they're lifting like a good amount, but I know that they can be lifting more. And sometimes it just takes someone of your own size to give you encouragement because I know that if someone taller than me and bigger than me was to be like oh you should be lifting this amount I'd be like yeah right I'm tinier than you shut up (laughs) seeing someone else in the gym who's my size lifting heavy ass weight is like oh damn okay if she could do that I know I could do that so it's that kind of thing and it's not gonna happen overnight you definitely have to work up to it Like I've been lifting since I was 16 years old and I'm turning 32 next month. So literally half my life and I still have room for improvement. So if you're feeling intimidated or even terrified by these numbers, just keep in mind that it takes time to work up to these heavy lifts and it's totally okay if you're not there yet. As long as you keep trying to add five pounds here and there, little by little, week by week, you'll get there. And if you want help, now is the perfect time to subscribe to the Fun Size Fitness app because the workouts you'll find in there for this month, October 2023, are the exact workouts that I use to hit these PRs that I just talked about. So if you're interested in that, I will leave that link in the show notes. Now, the second thing that I've been doing differently lately in this little 
life update has to do with my nutrition. Because of course, nutrition and fitness goes hand in hand. So like I said in the beginning, I want more muscle. I just want to be a little muscle meatball. And in order to get more muscle, I need to give my body more nutrients, aka more food. And I like more food. I love eating more food. But I also want to maintain this weight still. I don't want to yo-yo anymore. I want to keep it here. So that's where reverse dieting comes in. Now I want to do a whole episode about reverse dieting, maybe like a Q&A style episode because there's a lot to unpack. But basically, we'll try to sum this up really quickly. Basically, reverse dieting is a strategic method to gradually increase your calories. Now, the outcome can be different, right? We can maintain weight, we can lose weight, we can gain weight. It all depends on where your body is currently at, but we're not going to get into that yet. Basically, all I want you to take away is that reverse dieting is the opposite of dieting. Instead of cutting calories, you're adding calories. And there's a lot of different reasons why someone would use this approach. Um, I'll give you three quick examples, but keep in mind there are probably plenty more and plenty more variations of these, but let's just give you three. So first is some people might use reverse dieting to get out of a low carb or low calorie diet while maintaining their weight or in some cases losing weight. Now, I've helped several clients do this using reverse dieting. Um, I have a couple episodes. I think it's episode 89 with Becky. I could be wrong. I think it's that. I'll link that one in the show notes too. So that's one. Another one is that some people might use reverse dieting to, let's say, get their period back without experiencing sudden weight gain. I personally did not use reverse dieting to get my period back, but I have used this approach with two clients who successfully got their periods back, so I know it works. And last one for today, some people might use reverse dieting to build muscle without gaining fat, aka what I'm trying to do right now. And you know what? I couldn't think of a better time of the year for reverse dieting than right now, like right at the end of summer, beginning of fall. Because if you think about it, summer's over, bikinis are out, and sweater weather is coming our way. And not that I expect to gain weight, because the whole goal for me, at least right now, is to maintain, but the extra coverage and security that comes from wearing long sleeves and pants sure does help the brain and is almost like a nice little permission slip that says, go for it. We got you covered, literally. And you've got plenty of time before bikini season comes around again. And the holidays are coming. And you know what that means? More treats, more snacks, more goodies, more fun. And I mean, like, what a dream to be able to eat all the extra goodies while maintaining your weight and building muscle at the same time. Like, don't we all want that? But I know when you hear increasing calories, like all you can think about is weight gain and it's scary as fuck. And that's why for me and my petite clients, increasing calories with reverse dieting is a super slow process, which is why it's also good to start now if you're trying to fit those extra Christmas cookies in. 
basically what it looks like is adding one to five daily macros per week. Like we're talking 20 to 40 calories tops. We don't want any more than that per week. These teeny tiny increases should be hardly even noticeable at first. Like we're talking a sprinkle of cheese or an ounce more of rice. Like it's really not that much. But eventually, over the course of several weeks, you'll work your way up to having enough calories to add maybe a whole extra meal. Reverse dieting is a super cautious but super clever approach. And it's probably my favorite thing to do with my clients. Like, weight loss is cool and all, but it is just so much more rewarding to me personally to ever so slowly increase my clients' calories to increase their metabolism, build more muscle, increase their energy, and enhance their relationship with food and their bodies. Like all of that, it's just money. It just makes me smile so much. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, so that is what I have been doing for the last four weeks. My results so far aren't that crazy, but that's almost the whole point. I increased my carbs by 10 grams and my fat by four grams while maintaining my weight. So 10 grams of carbs and four grams of fat, that's only 76 daily calories more. In four weeks, it's really not that much, but I'm sure you could see how that really adds up over a course of several weeks or a few months. It's pretty damn cool. So if you want to do this reverse dieting thing along with me and you want to learn more about how it works, shoot me a message on Instagram and let's chat and see if this would be a good option for you. But yeah, so that's my little nutrition and fitness life update. That's what I'm currently doing. That's what I'm working towards. And I'll be posting more about it on the gram, of course. And yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. And as always, thanks for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.